Mic check, mic check, mic check. We're good. Hello and welcome back to the 13th installment of Tired Head Recaps, I'd like to say. Maybe the 14th, I cannot remember. Quick thing to note, <laughs> this is not the 13th episode. This is the 11th episode. Just wanted to correct myself. Thank you. So anyways, in this episode, I have no guest because I'm a lonely fat shit. But what I want to talk about in this episode is sort of like my childhood growing up. This has been a planned episode for quite a while now, but I never ended up getting to it. Now, before I get to the story, I want to showcase a sponsor that I have throughout all my other episodes, but I'm going to beginning, or sorry, <clears throat> I am planning to begin showcasing and announcing the podcast or the sponsor before it approaches. So, I'll see you after the sponsor. Welcome back to the episode. Now, we're going to start talking about me growing up till now and my plans for the future of my life and the media, such as this podcast, Instagram, Twitter, and more. <clears throat> so, right now, we're going to talk about my uh, last really good year of my childhood, and that was 2012. Now, in 2012, I was in grade 3. Yes, I'm a very young lad, alright? So, in 2012, I was in grade 3, and my teacher was Mr. W. Now, Mr. W was a great teacher. Phenomenal, actually. And, ironically, excuse me, ironically, at, in that moment of time, the reason why Mr. W was my grade 3 teacher was actually because the grade my grade 1 teacher was supposed to be f my teacher for grade 3 but she was actually successfully um <clears throat> excuse me she was actually pregnant pregnant now um because of this obviously she could not come and teach she had to raise the kid and deal with the pregnancy you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so instead Mr. W who was actually the sort of like a assistant acquaintance type, you know, like um, EA, they called them, in my grade one class. Now, they had no one else to really teach my grade three class, so then they ended up making him teach it. He never wanted to be a teacher until this uh, point in time, and um, this year actually changed his life as well, um, which is amazing. Now, um, this, uh, this year was also really great for me, is also because, um, excuse me. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, this year was also really amazing for me because I was literally, and I'll say this like 100% truthfully, I was so addicted to this video game called Little Big Planet. You probably may have heard of it. Amazing video game. I actually love it to this day. I probably shouldn't because it's like for younger audiences, but whatever. Who cares? So, I was addicted to this game. Like, it's ever since I like, was uh, six years old, even. From there on forward, I was so addicted to this game. I'd wait to get home from school. I'd spend six hours at school, bored out of my fucking mind. And I'd get home and... uh I'd run inside my house, go down to my basement, because that's where my PlayStation 3 was, and I'd fucking start up that motherfucker and play 
all fucking day until it was like 10. And it was amazing. I ended up going into a bunch of competitions. I got what they called is the free or the rare prize crown, which is like this big, it was a big deal because it was like a fucking competition award. And I'm like fucking what, eight, nine at this point. So like I'm fucking having the most amazing time of my life on the fucking uh, couch playing video games. By the way, at this point, I was very, very underweight. Yes, I know. I'm fat now. Back then, I was very underweight. So, and until then, I was always outside running around doing whatever. And then I got really addicted to this game. And uh, it sounds like a fucking rehab situation. But truthfully, though, like, I gained a lot of weight because I wasn't getting exercise because I was on that fucking video game. But anyways, enough about that. Amazing year in my life. I, if I could turn back time, I would never change anything about that year. So uh, we're going to move on to the second year after that, which was grade four. Oh, so sorry about that. Before we get into um, my fourth grade of <clears throat> school, I forgot a little bit of what I was supposed to talk about from 2013. So... In this moment of time, 2013, and when I was in grade 3, I used to visit my cousin, Jordan, every single weekend. Every single fucking weekend since I was 6 years old, or sorry, 4 years old to 9 years old. Every single weekend. There was not one weekend that I missed. It was insanity. And that's actually how I discovered Little Big Planet. Um... The video game I was addicted to. But there was also uh, two other video games as I was in love with. Grand Theft Auto 4 and Call of Duty. Amazing. Fucking beautiful. But, um... So, yeah, anyways. This was the end of the best elementary year of my life. And I'll say that. Now, this year, grade 4... <coughs> excuse me. This year, grade 4, was the last really-ish good year... Uh, of elementary because and I'll blame it and I shouldn't but I blame 75% of my weight gain other than the fact of um you know little big planet and the video games but I do not know why and I'll always stand by my word probably not but it was because of my grade 4 teacher she was so so I want to say weird but she was very entertaining to watch and just, like, to witness. And But it wasn't enough, though. She was very, um, very different. Let's just say that. She was very, um, sensitive to things that anyone said. But anyways, so, I, like I said, uh, like a minute ago, this was the beginning of my elementary downfall. And, like... Ever since then, I was never, like, the same. I always, I hated coming to school from here on out. Like, and before, by the way, in 2013, in grade 3, like I said, I would be bored at school. But I still enjoyed my time there. But, um, yeah, and by this time, I was very chubby, very fat, and etc., right? But, uh, yeah, let's move on to grade 5. 
So this is going to be a short grade, but um, grade five, or a short segment, but grade five was the third worst year of my life, and I'll say that confidently. And um, it was very uh, bad and like just very boring and negative. I was also just beginning to go through puberty, and um, I never liked any girls. Like, I liked girls beforehand, but... I actually had my first crush in grade, uh, excuse me, grade five, two thousand fifteen, um, and it was bad. Let's just say that it was very bad. Very, uh, I, I don't even want to think about it. It was just stupid, but um, and it was also the very fattest I was ever. Like I was so fat. Like oh my god. Like, I obviously joke around about it now, saying, oh, I'm fat, I'm fat. Not too fat. I obviously, I'm joking when I say I'm fat. But this, I will say, I'm not even chubby at this point. I was fucking huge. Like, an unhealthy amount of big, okay? Like, intolerable amount of blub around my body, okay? But I had no excuse. I had no excuse. It, it was it was sad. It was really fucking scary. <laughs> Let's just say that. Alright, so that's grade 5 done. Let's move on to grade 6. <clears throat> so, grade 6 was probably the most boring grade, at least until the end, and you'll know why. So, like I just said, it was very boring, very non-action-packed until the very end. So, the reason why the very end was one of the most important moments of my life was because I discovered an abnormal bump on my neck. It was very weird. Um, actually, there were two bumps. I don't know why I wrote. I'm looking at my script. So there was two bumps on my neck, and it was just very odd. I've never seen anything like it. So I was like on a journey to find out what I had because I, like, when I first found about it, I thought, oh, it'll go away. Then, like, half a month went by, and I was like, okay, it's not going away, and now I have five. And it was very, um, very weird, very weird. So, uh, by the way, this is a little bit hard for me to talk about, but... So, anyways, I told my mom about it. She got me checked out at a clinic, and, um, or they said they checked me out. They didn't really do anything. But uh, they took my blood to find out what was going on. So they found out that it was my lymph nodes. And it was very swollen for some odd reason. They just believed, oh. And it is true that uh, lymph nodes do swell up when you either are about to get sick or are sick. So I was like, alright, I'm, I'm getting a cold. So another month goes by and I have eight lymph nodes just swollen. Like you could see it on my neck. It was horrible. So, um, this is, like, about four months in. I have 13 now, and it's crazy. So we get checked out, get me checked out, and they keep bringing me back to the clinic, taking more blood tests, more and more. But over the span of two months, I had over 80, uh, 80 blood t tests, which, by the way, blood tests are, like, needles in the arm. By the way, I'm deadly afraid of needles. Um, fucking, I hate the things. No, but, um... So, and at this point, I'm sick of it. We're trying to figure it out. Biggest question in my life going on at that moment. So then we meet this doctor, 
I'm going to call him Dr. M. I don't remember his name, so I'm just going to refer to him as Dr. M. Um, so Dr. M, he specializes with lymph nodes and, uh, you know, immune systems and everything. And he's also a surgeon. And he thought, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. We won't do a biopsy, which a biopsy is they dissect a part of whatever is seemed wrong or abnormal, and they do like serious tests on it so if I were to get the biopsy which I did they would uh, dissect a one lymph node out of my neck which I still I'm looking at the scar now yes I can see it <laughs> so anyways we had to almost convince him like he really did not want to do the surgery or at least it seemed like that we finally convinced him to do so and it turned out that I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. Now, Hodgkin's lymphoma is a type of cancer. And, uh, when I heard about this, my first question, I was silent for like 13 minutes straight. My first question was, is it curable? Is it treatable? By this point, by the way, I had no idea, uh, like, what cancer really was. I thought every cancer was uncurable. That's what was going through my mind. Whatever, right? So anyways, it is very treatable. Uh, I think it's like 75% chance that you will get treated for it successfully, which I got successfully treated for. I am, as of right now, four years uh, cancer-free, which is amazing. And uh, But yeah, anyways, so this is... Um, what I'm about to talk about now is a very sensitive topic to me. So this is the beginning of my treatment. And uh, before I could start my treatment, I had to go through this surgery where they would implant what they call a port in my chest. Now, a port is like, there's two different ones. I got a, the one in your chest. You can also get one that sticks out of your arm. So anyways, a port, uh, it's like a sponge type plate that they put in your chest. So then they, can, and it has this like um, sponge in the middle and you, what you're supposed to do is you, when you place the needle into, like, the chest, the needle will go through, obviously, and go into the sponge. And they add this, like, three bumps on the plate so they can find out where the middle is so they could do it, yeah? So anyways, and when they inject whatever chemotherapy, it would go through the tube and, and it will go directly to my heart. And I'm pretty sure the reason why they do this instead of just doing it through your arm is like it's quicker or whatever. I don't know. But anyways, it goes directly to your heart. And um, before they would um, do do all that, they always have to, what they call a flush. Which they have to flush out, whatever, right? They And it's like this salt water. Oh, sorry. Jeez. Sorry. Um, so they... Put the flush, or they flush out the port, and um, it's the salt water that they put through the port. By the way, when you get chemotherapy, it like, messes with your senses, you smell differently, you taste... Like, I used to eat a lot of like hot dogs and like pizza, and it tasted a lot different than what it tastes like now. It was just weird. So anyways, um, they would put this salt water... Oh, I'm getting goosebumps, jeez. They would put the salt water through out the port. And, um, like I just said, it would mess with your 
like chemotherapy messes with your senses. So you would, I actually smelt and tasted the salt water and it would go into my breath, which I hated and I still hate the thought of it to this day. I would gag and one time I actually threw up because of it. It was horrible. Um, so yeah, anyways... So the what they called it, what they how they organize the treatment is in what they call sessions, and there I think I had three or four I can't remember, I think it was four uh, chemotherapy sessions. Anyways, so after the first session, I start my second session, which this one is a lot more intense. So the week is organized like this: I get the port implanted. I get my chemotherapy for that day. And by the way, every single day, this is during the summer, by the way, every single day, I would throw up. In the car, outside of the car, every single day at some point in time, I would vomit, which is horrible. I have a phobia of not being nauseous and vomiting, too. So anyways, I would get the port on Wednesday and go home with the port in me. And I would have, like, it strapped in so it wouldn't, like, fall out, obviously. And I would have to lay in bed. Oh, it was horrible. Anyways, so there was two different type of chemotherapy, um, like, doses, I guess, or different type of, like, uh, types of chemotherapy that I got. And uh, the one, like I said, would make me vomit, very lightheaded, very sick-looking and feeling. The other one, I used to call it the weakener, and um, what it did was, when I got home, I would feel so weak, and my body would be in so much pain that I wouldn't be able to stand up. Like, I felt like I was paralyzed. I wouldn't be able to stand up. And um, the other side effects were it would make my lips very, very... um like swollen and chapped to the point where I had to whenever I would sleep on the couch instead of my bed because it's like right next to the living room door and I would have to wake up four in the morning every day and then go to sick kids so anyways um I would sleep on the couch and what I used to have to do because my lips would get so chapped that when I opened my mouth they would tear not even just rip like tear so anyways I used to have to I had this like towel thing and uh, I would basically ball gag my mouth with this fucking towel so when I wake up my lips weren't like it's hard to explain like think of it like this my mouth is wide open throughout the night so when I close my mouth my lips are like, I guess, stretched, I guess, so they don't have to fucking stretch when I open my mouth again. And this is the type of shit I was thinking, too. Like, I would, oh, it was horrible. So anyways, I would, like, wake up in the middle of the night and start bawling my eyes out because it was just horrible. But, um, there was other side effects, too, I don't really like to talk about, so I'm not going to. But, um, so, during session three, um... I would get very sick, and obviously this is my lymph nodes, which has to do with my, like, immune system, basically. So, uh, <laughs> oh, man, it was horrible, but, um, shit, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, 
So there's this thing called being neutropenic, which is where your white blood sugar or white blood sugar white blood cell count is below five. Which is like five is like when you are fine, you're good to go. That's minimum. I was down to zero point one. Which means if I inhaled some like back like bacteria covered dust, I could have died. It was horrible. I'm like, oh my god. So bad. But um yeah, it's, it's just the shit I would go through. And this is every single fucking week for an entire summer. By the way, like, I'm very glad that it was throughout the summer, because if it was during, uh, like, school, I would have, like, it would have been fucked, I would have fucked myself over because of that. So anyways, um, moving on. So, as it's pretty clear, I live in Canada, which most of my audience actually lives in. So, uh, go Canada, A. Eh? Anyways, so, when you go through cancer as a child, there's this thing, camp, called Camp Uchigeas. Amazing, amazing place. Like, the most, and I, when I went there, most when I had in years. And what it is, is, it's this camp that is made for children with cancer. So, it'll give them an amazing time, because, like I said... When you're going through treatment, you are depressed. Like, it was horrible, right? Scared. So what it does, it makes you have fun. It allows you to have fun. And, uh, yeah. So, when I would go there, I've gone four times now. And I'm probably going to go for my last year, this year. So anyways, um, what it is is, or I already explained shit. (laughs) Sorry about that. So, amazing and the most fun I've had in years, ever since I was in grade 3. Ever since then, had no fun. It was boring, like I said, until now. It was an amazing place. I love all the people there, all the counselors. They're all doctors, actually. Very careful people, very rich people. Not rich as in wealth. I mean, like, rich as in, like, personality-wise. But anyways, let's move on to 2017, which was grade 7. Alright, and this is the segment of grade 7 in 2017. Not too long ago. At this point, I'm 13 years old. So this is near the... This segment is uh, talking about the ending of my treatment. And, um... By the way, this is one of the most happiest moments of my life when I was told that I was successfully treated for Hodgkin's lymphoma. I was so fucking happy... It was insane, insanity. So, like I said, I or I didn't actually say this. I lost my hair. I was completely skinhead. I'll probably actually post a picture of me um, on my Instagram and Twitter from when I actually had cancer, and I was completely like Walter White style bald. So, anyways, the reason why I bring that up is because this is when my hair finally starts growing back as a different type of hair. Not too different, but definitely very, very different. But, um, yeah. So, because of this, I also really missed my hair, as I said. And, um, but in the in the end game, when it comes to me going through all this, 
I used to believe a lot of people were basically pussies when it comes to this shit. Now that I've gone through it, I know that there's so many kids out there, like, that have cancer that will eventually either pass away or might pass away, and it's so hard to think about it. Like, when I was in Sick Kids Hospital, which is the hospital that saved me, thank you so much, um, when I was in Sick Kids Hospital, there would be, like, this hall, because I, I was in a hospital bed, just halls filled with kids that are so sick, vomiting, sweating, scared, crying, and it's like, it's just so horrible to think about, and like, I felt so bad for all of them, and I wish I could do something to help, so, um, if you guys, like, you guys watching, please, please help me out with this podcast, I'm gonna hopefully donate 20% of my money to sick kids and other, uh, cancer treatment for children and adults as well but um i won't be able to uh, if you guys don't listen to my podcast so please show your friends show your family show everyone about my podcast just please help me out but anyways so yeah then there's a bunch of uh bullshit that happened mentally with me i still have ptsd like symptoms and like, yeah, but anyways, let's move on to 2018, my last elementary year. I was 14 years old. Let's move on. Hello, and this is grade eight when I was 14 years old. This is in 2018, which is actually two years ago. Now, um, getting back on track with my life ever since my treatment actually finally finished for hopefully good. There was It was so hard to get back on track with my life. My entire schedule was fucked. I was, like, really depressed. Like, I was contemplating suicide and everything. It was horrible. Now I'm good. But, um... Well, not, I still get, uh, like, nightmares. Which is actually, like, bad, obviously. But, like... But besides that, I'm doing a very much better. I'm not contemplating suicide anymore. I'm not depressed I'm actually very happy with where I'm at now which is amazing um but yeah anyways this is like I said the last year of my elementary school so this was a big deal for me already which was very hard to um deal with because beforehand like I said I had treatment so yeah it's just very hard to deal with um and this year was actually my the sort of like the beginning of my depression actually and um until last year i was very depressed and um which was 2019 which uh we're going to talk about in a second but what i what i wanted to talk about was of this year mainly was how much my mom has accomplished my mom has already told me that she doesn't want to be brought up in my podcast but whatever my mom has accomplished so much, and as a matter of fact, in 20, I want to say 14, she uh, had gotten into an, sort of like an accident. Uh, she got into a car crash with her and my aunt, which is fine. She's a lot better now. But because of that, she had to, she had to quit her job. She was a PSW. And uh, she had to quit her job and think of something new. And ever since then, for the past five years, she has been, or she ha- now she graduated. She's a nurse now, which is amazing. But um, congratulations, Mom, if you're listening to this. 
Um, but she has accomplished so much. She had to postpone her schooling or nursing schooling because of my treatment, which was obviously horrible. But um, she's accomplished so much, and I just wanted to say thank you, Mom, for everything you've done. You've been... I, I wouldn't be here without you. And that's sort of like a joke because, you know, obviously. But, like, truthfully, I love you, Mom, and thank you so much. And let's move on to 2019, which was last year. I was 15. Still am, but yeah. So, 2019, 15 years old. This is my first year of secondary school. School, sorry which is obviously high school. Now, it was very difficult getting used to, like, new school, schooling, and regulations. Like, it's a very different than elementary. Very, not as much strict, but, well, actually, it is a lot more strict, but that's not the issue. The only issue I had was getting used to the whole setup because it was a very different schedule, um, very longer schooling, uh, or sorry, periods of classes went from 35 minute periods of classes to 75 minute each which is okay now I'm all good but um like I said in the last segment this year was the last year of my serious depression but uh throughout the first semester of grade nine I was extremely depressed and like I had a lot of PTSD like symptoms going on and I was contemplating suicide a lot but I am all good now which is obviously okay but um what as depression begins to settle it was near the end of February when it begins to be all good uh, which is the beginning of semester two um, so by this point I still felt like a child you know I still felt I didn't feel like I was getting Obviously, I knew I was getting older, but I didn't feel older, you know? I, I never felt... I felt as if I should feel different. And then I started feeling different, obviously. And this is the pre-adultery age of my life, beginning. And uh, my voice got deeper. Obviously, a lot of things changed. And now I feel a lot more um, older and mature, which is good. But... um yeah, first year of high school, um, which was amazing, and what actually, there was, I think there's probably a big reason why my depression began to settle and uh, tame down a lot, was I passed the first semester with amazing grades, well, amazing compared to before in elementary, and I saw that I accomplished so much, and I, along with other things, I feel as if that helped me out a lot with um, everything and I thought that okay so I still have potential anyways we're gonna talk about the last year so far which was 2020 which is this year uh, I I'm gonna say was 15 but I still am I'm turning 15 in De or 16 in December and uh, we're gonna move on to 2020 So what I wanted to talk about why uh, is why this year is so amazing and is the most amazing year in my life so far as of the beginning of March that I wrote the script. But even with the fucking coronavirus and all that bullshit going on, I still believe that this is the happiest I've been in ages, and which is great. Um, 
like I said, I was dealing with a serious depression in the previous year, or two years. Excuse me. So, um, let's see here. Sorry about that. <clears throat> so, during this year, in the past month or so, I, before I started this podcast, um, or, and gained mo- motivation for starting this podcast, I was thinking about when I used to be a class clown throughout my elementary school uh, years. I don't think I brought it up, but I was... I have brought it up in previous episodes. Go check them out. Um, But I used to be a class clown. I thought making people laugh was the best thing ever because I was personally bored and sad. Not sad, but bored and uh, stale, which is a good word to use here. And uh, I thought being the class clown and making people laugh and getting in trouble was worth it because it made me feel like I was doing something right, you know, making people happy throughout their class. So obviously now I'm, I obviously can't be a class clown and I won't be, but I still believed that there was a way that I could still be comical and humorous to make other people happy and feel good about themselves and, you know, just be comical, feel humored, you know, and, uh, I just want to make people laugh, and I thought maybe making a YouTube channel is the greatest way to do that, but I already, not failed, but I already didn't really gain too much potential with YouTube, so then I believed that making a podcast was the greatest way to, you know, be comical, which is very true. So then I started Tired High Recaps, and by the way, the origin of Tired High Recaps, the name, Tired, originally I was going to make this podcast when I was exhausted. Obviously, that changed. I just make it whenever I can. High, not because I'm high. I, I'm, I've never been high on this podcast or in real life. But not because I'm high, but because when you're tired, you begin to feel there's something called tired, being tired high, which is you are very exhausted and you're, you feel high. I've personally never felt that, but I thought, okay, I'll call it that. And recaps, which is the original idea for this podcast was to recap and talk about things that have happened in my life, which is true. But um, obviously now we talk about things that like plans, settings, um, goals, and et cetera, et cetera, and just conversations in general. So that's the origin of Tired High Recaps, the name of the podcast. So um, my future plans for this uh, podcast is, or in general, was, um, I want to make this a true job, and like I said, donate 20% to sick kids and other cancer, um, helping hospitals and clinics, and even, you know, fucking more, right? And, uh, I truly cannot do that if you guys do not listen to this podcast. So please listen to my podcast, listen to what I have to say, and please show each, show more people about my podcast. And I want to get big with this podcast. Now, um, my hopes and worries of this podcast is I hope, obviously, I get big and I gain a lot more money. But I, I not really worry, but obviously no one wants to feel as if they fail at the podcast or anything. Right. And um, so I if I don't really... Uh, 
get taken off the ground with this podcast. I have a backup plan, which is I will go to schooling to become a welder because welding does. I I enjoy being very creative and uh, you know productive, and uh, I think being a welder is a great way to do so. But anyways, this was I think the thirteenth episode of my podcast, at least uh, that has been recorded. I haven't uploaded every single episode. There is another episode in the making right now, um, which is just a smaller episode, but whatever. It's called Catchphrases. But um, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, uh, let me know. Um, I have a fucking, sorry, <clears throat> I have a contact email if you have any suggestions, concerns, or conversations you'd like to commute to me. Um Check it out, it's at my Instagram, or sorry, my Instagram ID and username is at realdialoven, repeat, realdialoven, and you can also check out my, uh, or the podcast Instagram and Twitter, which is, which its ID and um, username is tiredhighrecaps dot, dot as in period, R-E, tiredhighrecaps dot R-E, and my Twitter um, account for this podcast is at Tired High Recaps. Um, check it out. You can contact me there. You can also contact me at my official Twitter and Instagram, Real Dialoven. Same thing for my Twitter at Real Dialoven. So um, yeah, if you have anything to say, go there. I will try my best to respond to you and uh, you know just uh, debunk your concerns. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed. This is called, this episode is called, This Is Who I Am. So, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed. Thank you very much.